0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the second episode of the Taking His Hand podcast presented by truthbooks.com. I'm Lance Taylor, and today I'm joined by Kyle Pope, the lead editor for our publishing committee at Truth Publications. Welcome, Kyle. How you doing, Lance? Doing good. Good to have you on today and mention that you're a part of our publishing committee at uh, Truth Publications. But uh, I want to let you take a moment and introduce yourself because uh, that's not all that you do. Uh, you're involved in much more out there in Texas.
1: Right. My primary work, I'm the evangelist for the Olson Park Church of Christ in Amarillo, Texas. been here for about 15 years and been preaching for 30-some years, and that's my main work.
0: Good deal. Well, we appreciate what you do for us, and I know uh, it's very valuable what you do there uh, for the local work in the Lord's Church, too. We've got an interesting topic today. We're going to talk about Christians and voting, and it's a timely topic, obviously, being in an election year, election season. And this is something that is concerning for many Christians, uh, and uh, I hope that we can shed some light on it today and help uh, in a way that will be constructive for Christians. I want to mention just a little bit about our podcast. This is uh, serving as a resource to connect, learn, and grow by hearing discussions about materials, books, products, products resources and topics of interest to Christians. We'll talk with authors, educators, suppliers, developers, and more about the latest news and notes for you from a biblical view. And so this is just another way for us to share uh, information with one another as Christians. Um, With this election year coming up and the election itself coming up, many Christians, Kyle, are thinking about whether they should vote for either candidate. And uh, many are wondering who they should vote for, why they would choose to vote or not vote, Uh, how would you respond to that as a Christian concerned about uh, voting along moral issues and personal issues as well?
1: Right. Well, it may surprise many of our viewers to recognize the fact that prior to World War II, it was a common conviction among many members of Churches of Christ not to participate in civil government at all, even voting. Uh, I think the rationale was 2 Timothy 2 verse 4 talks about not becoming entangled in the things of this life, and perhaps because of all the turmoil of those who'd lived through the Civil War, uh, they may have just felt like the best thing to do is stay away from it at all. Now, that's not a very common view anymore, uh, but I certainly come to understand why people might hold that view when we (laughs) face very complicated uh, times such as we do now. Now, one thing probably I think we ought to think about with this is that not all Christians throughout the world and throughout history have been in societies and lived under governments where they even had the right to vote. Um, that being the case, you know, Matthew chapter five verse 16 teaches that we as Christians are to let our light shine before men and voting appears to be one way in which we can have influence on the direction that our country goes now, the, the issue of, well, uh, what if I disagree with some things about either leader or <laughs> either politician? Um, we probably need to recognize that no politician is ever going to be flawless. And a vote doesn't necessarily condone a candidate's personality or their personal conduct, but the position that they stand for. I, I do not believe that a Christian should vote for those who, who accept a platform or advance a position that's contrary to Scripture. Uh, 2 John verse 11 speaks of those who are in error, and it says that if we greet them, which seems to be describing offering them moral support, if we do that, we share in their evil deeds. And I think there's some application to that in this issue.
0: Yeah, and, you know, it, it's uh, it's that difficult situation as Christians that we are not to be of this world, but we are in this world. <laughs> and this is part of that. Um, you bring up some good points there about, you know, not everybody even has the opportunity as a Christian to vote, you know, depending on where they are. Um, what about the Christian that's concerned about voting because of potentially going against God's will? We know that, you know, ultimately as a Christian, we believe God uh, allows these uh, places of authority to, to have that position And uh, maybe we don't always understand that uh, with God's ultimate providence and and his will and all of it. But I can understand why a Christian would be uncomfortable with, uh, you know, what what am I potentially doing versus what God's will is?
1: Well, I would say don't vote against God's God's will. (laughs) You know, we we can't cast votes that encourage that which is contrary to scripture. You know, in a representative democracy though, uh, the best that we can do is accept what a candidate says that he or she will do. And if you have a candidate that said they'd do one thing and then do another, I don't believe that the voter uh, has sinned because of that. On the other hand, if they affirm a platform, that is contrary to scripture. I don't think the Christian can support them. Um, I really think uh, to illustrate the, uh, the issue of abortion, I think is very much that way. Uh, I see no way, that a Christian can cast a vote for a candidate that comes out and accepts a platform or position that says that they are pro-abortion. Scripture affirms that conceived life is a child, Luke 1, 41 and 44. Uh, We see scripture throughout condemning murder, Exodus 20, verse 13, and the taking of innocent life or shedding of innocent blood, Proverbs 6, 16 through 18, is an abomination before God. So a vote for one That supports that, I believe would be a vote for murder.
0: That's a great point. There are issues like that that um, Christians certainly can see and understand what uh, politicians' positions are, what it looks like they would uh, approve or condone or vote for themselves. And uh, we would do well to inform ourselves about those things, which kind of brings me to another question. You know, so many news outlets very openly are pushing agendas and, um, you know, the things that that they see is important. Uh, so as Christians, where can we go to be informed about decisions and casting our votes and feel like we can even you know trust uh, the information that we're gathering?
1: Right. Well, there certainly are resources out there. I would not want to be in a position of endorsing a particular network or, or <laughs> publication or commentator. But I tell you what I would say is check your sources. Uh, test and research issues for yourself. Be willing to listen to different views, especially of complicated issues. Um, You know, 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 21 teaches that we are to test all things, hold fast what is good. Uh, 1 John 4 verse one says uh, that we're not to believe every spirit, but to test the spirits Uh, whether they are of God. Unfortunately, I think we live in a very lazy age. Um, I came to realize this some years ago when I was working on uh, a commentary on the Gospel of Matthew. And I found quote after quote that was either falsely attributed or the guy that they say said it didn't even say it. And, you know, if we're not careful, it's easy to hear something from one source And to believe it and to accept it and to spread it abroad, start fights over it, uh, when if we really looked into uh, the reality of it, it's not exactly that. So as Christians, we've got to be committed to truth above all things. And that's true whether we're talking about uh, religious and spiritual matters or whether we're talking even about political views.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I I just want to repeat that. Check your sources, you know, in today's society, everyone is a source, (laughs) you know, via social media, email, blogs, you know, everything that's out there. uh, It's like everybody is a source. And uh, that's a very scary thing because it can come from a slant. It can come from just total uh, untruth. Uh, It's just something that's completely false. So, we got to really be aware of that. And certainly, going to the scriptures is where we've got to go first and foremost. You know, I want to mention at this point, too, in our podcast, uh, our listeners may not know that we publish a monthly magazine. And that could be a good resource for information uh, through articles and writings that are going to help point us to God's word. Truth Magazine is our monthly periodical focused on teaching Bible principles, accepting the Bible as the inspired word of God, covering moral and doctrinal topics making practical applications. You can subscribe today at truthbooks.com, or you can learn more by visiting truthmagazine.com, and there's a number of the past archives that are available for free, so I'd encourage people to make use of that. Uh, Kyle, as we keep thinking about Christians and voting, uh, we know that God tells us in Proverbs 14.34 that righteousness exalts a nation. Uh, There's been so many times that that's been quoted uh, from preachers, teachers, and rightly so. Uh, the rest of that is that sin is a reproach to any people. You know, when, when I think about that as a Christian, uh, I feel a responsibility even within uh, my own citizenship of this nation uh, to to uphold righteousness. And I guess the question is, is is voting part of that answer? You know, d- does, does my vote as a citizen in this nation help exalt the nation? Um, or is it something that maybe is not as big of a deal as I might make it as an individual.
1: Right. Well, as I mentioned earlier, I don't hold the view that it's wrong for Christians to vote. Uh, I think if we have that right, uh, we can use it. And if you and I can cast a vote in good conscience, uh, we need to do so. But we should never imagine that uh, that's the primary vehicle that a Christian has to exert influence. And I just kind of asked the question, have you ever noticed that when you look at the New Testament and you look at the impact that Christians in the first century ended up having, uh, they never describe themselves as taking political action. And yet, Acts 17 verse six describes them as turning the world upside down. And how did they do that? Well, they did that by teaching, and by influencing those around them, the hearts and souls and minds of people around them. I like 2 Corinthians 10, uh, verse 5, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Whether we vote or whether we don't vote, we need to be doing that in our daily life, and that can have an impact uh, that can last for generations.
0: Absolutely. That's a great point. We um, need to never underestimate the, the, the influence that we can have as individuals uh, aside from voting, uh, and maybe that's the thing to focus on even as Christians during this election season is uh, to not get so caught up in that one thing. Uh, that we don't, uh, or that we fail to, to do the things that we can do otherwise. Um, in, in thinking about that, uh, you've mentioned a number of scriptures throughout this podcast and that's excellent. That's what we want to do. That's, that's what we mean by taking his hand. We're taking God's word to help us through these issues. Uh, but are there some other scriptures resources that You would encourage Christians to study and to grow from, aside from those we've even mentioned, or including those uh, for this kind of a subject when we're thinking about political things and government issues?
1: Sure. We might start with Romans 13, verses 1 through 7. They're the principle that we are to submit to civil authorities. Um, That's not to say that every civil authority was directly chosen by God, but that system, they are God's servants and we are to submit to them. Uh, First Peter chapter 2 verse 13 through 17 extend that even to the ordinances of the civil government. We're not to break laws. Christians are not to break laws with one exception, Acts chapter 5 verse 28 to 29. If you have laws that civil government puts in place that require us to violate God's laws, we've got to break those laws. But, you know, when we're talking about other things, I may think that there's something the civil government has done that's wrong. But that doesn't give me the right to break a law in order to protest that. Um, I think Matthew 17, 17 through 22 there where Jesus is questioned about paying taxes. And he says to render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's. There are a number of things that teaches us about some of these issues. It shows that paying taxes uh, was not considered something that sanctioned all Roman behavior. You know, there was, uh, there were, were ways in which that taxation actually funded things the Romans did that Christians would oppose, but a tax is different than a vote
0: yeah and um, that's a great point too if i can kind of interject in with some of the other things we've talked about how that a christian may hesitate to vote because they feel like they're going to be sanctioning everything that that you know person does uh right and the paying of taxes being the same thing that you know i don't even want to be involved in it well um jesus encouraged the involvement that was due you know at least in that sense Right.
1: I just filed my taxes late. I, like anybody, I hate paying taxes, but, you know, it's something that uh, we need to do as Christians, and it's something that doesn't doesn't necessarily mean I agree with everything that, that our government does. Right. Um, you know, Paul's use of his citizenship. Uh, is an interesting example too. two passages in particular, Acts 22, 25 through 28, and 25 verse 11. They're almost from two different angles, one for personal protection. Uh, a Roman citizen wasn't to be abused, and so he makes use of that. But then also his appeal to Caesar, which Mm -hmm. may have been for protection, but also it becomes a way in which he expands his influence. And that may be kind of a parallel to voting because it was a way in which he used a right given to him in order to have, uh, have an influence. Um, Probably the last one that I would mention is Philippians chapter 3 verse 20 where it speaks of Christians their citizenship being in heaven. And I think, you know, even though we want to exert an influence in the society in which we live, we've got to recognize this world is not our home. And as Christians, we've got to make that bond that we feel with one another in Christ's kingdom, our allegiance to Christ as king that which uh, outweighs any kind of national or political allegiance. I'm proud to be an American, but I'm much more proud to be a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. And that's what we all need to cling
0: to. Absolutely. And that's uh, kind of really what we wanted to point to ultimately in this episode is that uh, above all else, let's keep our faith uh, at the forefront of, of what we're doing and why we're doing it. I want to mention a couple of books that you can find in the bookstore and online at truthbooks.com uh, it ties in exactly with what Kyle was just saying. Now, uh, the title of this one is This World is Not My Home. This is actually from a series of our lectures and uh, I would encourage you to take a look at that. It's uh, 1995 currently at truthbooks.com and inside CEI Bookstore. If you're not familiar with us, CEI Bookstore and truthbooks.com, excuse me, truthbooks.com is the retail outlet for truth publications. We supply Bibles, books, church supplies, gifts, and other religious material to individuals and churches around the world. So I encourage you to shop with us there and then also uh, another one that fits the The subject matter of today is, Can Christianity Survive in America?, uh, and this is also from the 2011 Truth Lecture Series, and there's a number of articles there that cover a wide variety of topics along this line of political and civil and uh, governmental issues uh, as it relates to the Christians. So might take a look at both of those. Uh, that one's on sale currently for 14.95 at the website. Uh, Kyla, really appreciate you joining us today. You've got an excellent perspective on this, and uh, I think it'll be very helpful for our listeners.
1: Well, good to be with you. Thanks for inviting me.
0: Yeah, appreciate it. Um, I want to thank you, the listener, for joining us. This is just episode two. We're just getting started in this podcast. We want you to continue joining us and share this with others. And uh, we value your feedback. If there are guests or topics that you would like to have us talk about, then reach out to us. You can contact us at podcast at truthbooks.com. Uh, and I uh, want to thank you again for joining us. And may God bless us all as we try to take his hand and help each other home.